I think it is quite unfortunate, the terrible things that the trauma from narcissistic abuse does to you. For me, at the top of that list, I would say the most awful of these things, you know, is how this trauma turns you into a shadow of yourself. Hello and welcome to the Living and Healing Podcast, where we'll be talking about all forms of abuse, recognizing the early signs, finding the strength to live, and beginning the arduous journey to healing. I'm your host, Phoenix, and together, I hope that we can create a sane, helpful community where survivors can come to realize that they are not alone and they can overcome. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Long time no episode. I know it's been over a month since our last episode dropped. I assure you, it was no intention of mine. Um, so what happened was that, you know, episodes drop bi-weekly right so um two weeks later when the next episode was supposed to drop i took seriously heal um i had to be rushed through oh i had to rush myself to the hospital i got placed on admission and i was in the hospital for three days before i got back home the entire week just gone like that and then the next week you know the work i was supposed to do that week that i felt sick just spilled over plus the work had to do that present week so it's really just been a whole lot for me and unfortunately as much as i would like to say that uh, i'm feeling much better i'm stronger i'm still um dealing with fever even present yes i speak to you i think i'm growing a tooth so <laughs> i'm in serious things and i find it really really ridiculous like guys what's up now i don't know i know i don't have 32 teeth yet but the 28 i have they are enough for me i don't need any more like who sent you message <laughs> uh, it's not been easy at all i think the um tooth growth is giving me fever and i've been sleeping a whole lot and that's just making it more difficult for me to you know perform my tasks and uh, I've just really been in a terrible mental space lately. That's just it. There are so many things for me to do and um, I'm not strong enough to do them. And it's just cramping my style. But, well, what can we do? This is adulthood for you. We keep pushing. I hope that I get better real soon and I have the strength to do all that I have to do. So that's basically what's been up with me lately. And that's why, you know, I've been no show. No, I've only got reading that. Oh, on, didn't I rush into this old podcast thing? Because, you know, I just keep getting busy. A lot of people fear starting because, okay, um, for various reasons. I don't want to assume that I know the reasons why um, people fear starting. But for me, I've, I dread beginning a project because I dread not being able to finish what I start. Or at the very least, continue it. So it took me six months to finally launch this podcast because I really wanted to make sure that when I finally did launch it, you know, I would have time to continue to release episodes. And that was also why I paced myself that, oh, let me not do more that I can carry every two, two weeks new. Let me not tell I'll do it every week. But yeah, we are. And <laughs> I still can't even keep up with the two weeks. I was just thinking this evening that I'll be. I should just place this podcast on, on hold and come back to it maybe sometime next year. And then I laughed at myself because it's just anything I've realized about my life is that we only keep getting busier. God, I can't wait till uh, when I get to that point in my life where I actually earn more money from doing less work. 
like you know i get to points where the money i'm gathering right now starts working for me in the future and i can travel the world and just chillax and you know have fun but guys that's the dream oh that is the dream anyway we thank god for life we thank god for life above all god's been faithful you know he's been answering prayers um good things have been happening to me i will not lie and i am just so thankful for everything the ministry is moving the brand is growing ah uh, hi yes i actually opened up um I, I don't think i would even say volunteer positions anymore more like internship positions you know for my brand and you know the entire recruiting process <laughs> it was really funny i was like hey, hey see me i'm not an employer of labor <laughs> even though i'm not paying them money <laughs> I was giving them incentives because right now I cannot afford to pay salary. But I hope that very soon I'll be able to, you know, pay them salary. Because um, I'm a very, very great believer in rewarding labor. I know that working is not easy at all. And um, it just makes sense for you to be paid your worth. And I want to be able to pay people their worth. People will work for me and people will work with me. So I've been rambling. I'm just basically, basically trying to ease up in ease us into this episode by letting you know what's been going on with me what about you how are you doing what's been going on with you i'd like to hear from you you know you can send a mail to the living and healing podcast or you can actually send me a dm on instagram um speaking of dms on instagram i've been getting so much love you know for this um podcast um people listen to the podcast and then they reach out to me it's just been really really amazing and surreal and then it reaffirms once again that you know i'm doing the right thing i'm doing what people need you know someone to do i'm saying the things that a lot of people need to hear i'm validating a lot of people because one thing i've noticed from the major responses i've been getting is that a lot of people are now beginning to realize you know through listening to this podcast that they're actually in abusive relationships and that's that's basically like the goal of this podcast right to create enlightenment to create awareness and i'm so so glad that this you know podcast even though we are still so young we are basically you know infants in an infant in a cradle um we are still able to make so much impact and on that note i want to say guys we crossed over 500 plays the last couple of weeks and i just want to say amazing thank you so much guys like 500 plays you know starting this podcast i did not have anything in mind um when it when it came to metrics i had no expectations about oh how well i wanted the podcast to do or not it wasn't about the numbers for me so just about saying things that need to be said and putting it out there and hoping that people who actually need to hear these things you know tune in and listen so i am just glad that um the podcast has been well received so far and i'm getting great feedback some people have even expressed their wish to come on the podcast and we're definitely going to be inviting them over real soon i just want to really set you know the pace and you know build up and you know arrange things so that when guests are coming in you know they're basically just building upon the foundation of early late that's why it's as if we've not had any guests in recent times um oh, oh, we've not had any guests until now so to speak 
so yes um yeah i've received messages about people sharing their experiences and saying oh my god i didn't realize i was in a narcissistically <laughs> i don't even know if to, i was i didn't realize that i was in an abusive relationship with a narcissist until i listened to your podcast and now everything just makes sense and um many of them have expressed wish to actually leave this abusive and toxic situations and i'm so proud of them i shall continue to lend them my support my strength you know as much as they need and also refer them to you know therapy and people who can help them i have a few people that i'm speaking with in counseling as well and i like to say that our sessions have been very very helpful all right guys so last time um we had an episode we spoke about that's the narcissist mo where we basically you know defined who a narcissist is and we explained covert and overt narcissism and also how a narcissist comes into your life and just you know appears to be everything you've ever wished for and when they know that they've gotten you where they want you they now start displaying their true colors and then this week i said that um sorry i i also said that on next episode we would be discussing you know the effects from narcissistic abuse as well as um how to actually get out of you know narcissistic abuse and that's what i truly want us to discuss in this episode i'll also be going a little into some of the things that i think we did not um discuss in the last episode about all the things that a narcissist can do the ways that they can actually get under your skin and make you lose your mind basically because that's that's their goal right to get you to lose your mind so um today i'm just going to start with saying that a narcissist is um very very good at using rage by rage and that's basically when someone continues to respond with anger over the littlest situations like even things that do not warrant them being upset they respond with anger now what this does is that it conditions you it conditions you to a point where you now find yourself walking on tiptoes walking on eggshells unable to say your mind speak freely or even complain because you are afraid of that anger you are afraid of them you begin to fear them and you know in your fear it's not as if you river them so much that you cannot even question them or you know have any objections about the way they choose to act or behave now it's just another manipulative tricks in uh, another manipulative trick in your books and you shouldn't fall for it if you are with someone who is constantly shouting at you calling you the meaning words you know putting you down always angry always responding with anger raised voices loud voices you are being abused and that person is most probably a narcissist and you deserve more you certainly absolutely deserve more now um another thing that a narcissist does is there's, there's this term for it which i seem to have forgotten a narcissist can seek to control you by withdrawing affections a narcissist can you know just go cold and you know stop reaching out to you stop messaging you stop attending to you the way they would usually attend to you and then 
suddenly they are back with all the affections and the you know public displays and the professions of love and um this kind of thing can be really really confusing right but in a way they are um what's that word now conditioning you yeah that's what they are conditioning you to get you to that pull and push relationship so because it's so unpredictable you don't know when they are going to you know be all over you and you don't know when they're going to withdraw you don't know when they're going to switch upon you basically you find yourself drawn deeper into this or um charade this sophia school that they are putting together just to further get their claws into you and put you in a position where you are helpless and unable to decide for yourself or even make a move to save yourself and leave that relationship now um i really want to go into addressing all the effects that narcissistic abuse can have on you as a person on your psych on your mental health as well as your emotional health and let us know this one thing the reason why the state of the relationships we keep is very very important is because the people who will give access to us the people who will give access to us to a very great extent control our lives now here's what i mean when you are close with someone they have control over your emotions and when someone has a has control over your emotions the person has control over your mental health status and when someone has control over your mental health status they basically have power over everything else in your life because the emotions that we feel bleed into our psyche which is basically our mental health and when we are not okay mentally emotionally it bleeds into our physical pain it affects our productivity levels it affects our concentration you know we start having depression anxiety you know just so many things that could just come from being involved in a relationship with the wrong person and that's why we must continue to do the work to make sure that whatever relationship we find ourselves be it platonic familiar romantic these relationships are as healthy as possible because as long as this relationship continues to be healthy then we too can continue to be healthy at least to a significant extent so guys i'm just going to go right into all the effects of narcissistic abuse and i'm going to be starting with um freezing or fawning now this is reason why it seems as though a lot of people um can't leave abusive relationships uh i used to be of the school of thought that uh -uh, when somebody's abusing you what are you still doing there you should leave get out but (laughs) after experiencing it myself and committing myself to learn more about abuse i now got to realize that leaving is easier said than done there are so many things involved psychologically so many reasons why a victim of abuse is rendered unable to effectively leave the situation now we've discussed how a narcissist makes sure that a, a narcissist makes sure that you are already deeply involved with them you know in your feelings and in your commitments before they begin to reveal their true colors and then what what begins what proceeds that is denial on your part because this person is suddenly switching up on you and you don't want to believe that something is wrong so you begin to deny you begin to make excuses you even begin to gaslight yourself and then when 
acceptance slowly begins to creep in because you 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 can only live in another land for so long at some point we'd have to come out and face the truth that i am being abused which is what happened with me basically for months weeks i made excuses for him you know i was telling myself oh it's not such a bad person it's not that terrible we're just having normal relationship issues but eventually i had to admit to myself that i am actually in an abusive relationship and that's you know signaled to my brain that i was in danger and i had to leave but now when you find that you're in danger and you have to leave it's not so easy because the manipulation is still continuing the gaslighting is still continuing and narcissists are very very smart allow me to give that to them they are smart in the sense that they are devious they know exactly when you are beginning to pull away from them they know exactly when you are beginning to recover they know exactly when you are beginning to find your strength and courage and then what do they do they double down at first you know they will try to you know make promises of change and make you believe that they've done the new leave they would apologize yeah i said it in our last episode that a narcissist never apologizes i want to say that a narcissist does apologize a narcissist apologizes only when the apology is you know another manipulative tactic if a narcissist is trying to get you to stay when you want to leave trying to get you to you know put your guard down Believe me, a narcissist will apologize, they will go on their knees, they will cry, they will beg, they will tell you all the things you need to hear to convince you that things are actually going to get better. Now, if that works, that means you let your guard down, you, you choose to trust them and then you stay back because you are still invested, right? No, the manipulation is still working, the gaslighting is still working, you are still invested. Now, you stay. But what happens when that doesn't work? What happens when they've promised you change over and over again that this time you actually see it for what it is? Them lying, them trying to, you know, play my games on you and prove their devious tricks once more. And you say, no, I've actually had enough this time. I am not leaving. Now, what do they begin to do? They begin to threaten you. When they realize that the old, you know, chariot of cries and please happen to have not worked on you they begin to threaten you they could threaten you through various means you know they could threaten you perhaps the you know what my ex did was he started to threaten me with releasing my notes which is which i eventually did but yeah like they could threaten you with different things they could threaten you with releasing you know your notes they could threaten you with hurting your family they could threaten you with going on a smear campaign and telling people bad things about you they could threaten you with hurting themselves in fact i mentioned it last week and uh, last episode how a narcissist can claim that they will hurt themselves if you leave them and you feel bad you know and no one is responsible for someone hurting themselves you now feel like your hands are tied and you have to stay back so this threats will come in married forms and ways but at the end of the day the threats have one message if you leave me if you dare it you are going to face dire consequences and these are the consequences you will face i will hurt myself i will hurt you i will hurt someone you love i will hurt your reputation i'll release your nudes i'll release that sex tape so what do you do? You don't want these things to happen. So once again, you feel like you've been cornered, your hands are tied, and then you relax. 
but not really relaxed but you stay back in the abusive relationship but now it's it's a hundred times worse because you are afraid you you fully now grabs you know what this person is capable of doing you feel like you are imprisoned you are caged and there's no chance of escape for you and just makes everything more terrible and if you were probably feeling depressed before now you are probably suicidal you know you have anxiety there's paranoia there's all of these things that just puts you in a very very bad place mentally and emotionally and day by day what you realize is that your sanity is slipping through your fingers now that is the second stage now let's say that you've gotten to a point where you no longer fall for their threats and you now decide to actually take the final step to leave best believe that a narcissist will make good on their promise best believe it you see they don't make empty empty threats when you do leave they will come after you and that's something that a lot of victims understand it's something that a lot of victims know that they have to prepare themselves for before they step out and then it's so terrible that even when there are victims who understand this and believe that they are prepared for this it is never as it always turns out to be worse than they believe or worse than they prepare themselves for you know um i remember when i was going to finally break things off with my ex what i did was i, I went to um a pastor my pastor um we call him preacher i went to him and i came clean about everything i told him okay this is what has been going on and i really can't take it no more it took me great courage you know going to a religious leader someone that i truly respect someone i considered as my mentor at some at some point and telling him that i'm a i've been in a sinful relationship and now i'm getting to suffer for that but he told me one thing he said i had to be ready for my nose to be released in the public like that was a price i basically had to pay for my freedom because as long as i continued to fear my nose being released it meant that i would continue to be in a relationship that was basically sucking the life out of me and i i couldn't afford that i didn't want that i i i, I knew that i would not survive in that kind of situation because i was already this close to losing my life I had lost so much of my sanity already. So the reason I had left basically was the fact that I was breathing. And I was very close to losing that as well. So I told myself that I was prepared for that consequence. Because my preacher said something. He said that it's a card that you only be able to use once. Once he uses that card, you will never be able to use it again. But you freed yourself. So that's the price you have to pay for your freedom. So I told myself that I was prepared to pay that price. And um, I thought that was going to be it. So I broke off the relationship eventually. I think two weeks later, in fact. And um, a week later of begging and all of those things, he did make good on his threats. And things just went downhill from there. You know, there was the old smear campaign. And I don't want to get into the old aftermath but i would tell you that what happened after the relationship was over was much worse than what happened during the relationship and it is so for many many victims of abuse they get out and for the next couple of months they have to keep fighting for their lives 
because their reputation is being destroyed left right and center they are being attacked from every angle some even get physically hurt it's that bad just because they chose to leave now i know that as i'm saying all of these things you know and you are probably someone who is narcissistic with you know going through narcissistic abuse at this point in time you are probably afraid that oh my god am i sure i want this to be my life um i don't say that it's it's i won't lie to you it happens a lot but it doesn't happen all the time you could be the exception you know but even if you are not the exception i want you to know that you are going to turn out fine it won't be easy oh my god it's going to be a huge struggle it took me over a year to actually finally heal and get to this point where i am right now but i did it others are doing it others have done it and you too can do it and i regret nothing like if there's anything i'll ever be proud of myself for it was walking away and standing my ground and i encourage you to do the same so now that i've established how you know the entire living process works and how difficult it might be for you to live a narcissistic abuser i want to talk about the effects that narcissism has, has on you you know um i realized that i digress because i needed to establish that before addressing the effects that narcissistic abuse has on you so when on the backdrop of the knowledge of what will happen when you walk away by the time we start to look into these effects You'll be able to weigh them side by side and say, ah, I'm walking away will not be easy, but do I really want to continue to deal with this, contend with these effects for the rest of my life if I don't choose to, you know, find the courage and strength to actually leave now? Because, you know, the earlier you leave, the better. The longer you stay, every minute more is a minute almost too late. I, I wouldn't say too late. It's never too late. But it's a minute almost too late. So, I'm going to begin with freezing or fawning. Now, um, freezing basically means when you are being abused or your narcissistic partner is once more acting out in, you know, its typical or atypical abusive ways and then you just have a freeze response. You're in shock. Most probably, you are actually, um, you are numb. You can't do anything. You are just numb. You are just you are just frozen. So you 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 can't respond. You don't fight them. You don't you know try to stand your ground. You just basically stay the way you are. Or you could fawn over them, and fawn over them basically means you know smiling, you know trying to appeal to their ego, trying to you know laugh and water this whole situation down, and basically make things seem as if they are not as much as of a big deal as they are all in a bit to get your abusive partner to calm down and you know not resort to violence now this is very very annoying in the sense that if you do decide to pick to take up a case um against your abuser he could use that in his defense. He could say, oh, but she said such sweet things about me. She could say, oh, but he told me he loved me and he was thankful of me. You were doing all those things in self-defense. You know, you didn't want them to resort to violence. So you just have to say those words to make them calm down and believe that, okay, everything was fine. But in actuality, you were scared shitless. 
Now, how do you want to tell people that even though you were praising them as the best thing that have ever happened to you, just coming from a place of fear? How do you want to do that? And even when you are frozen, they say, okay, you did not fight, you did not object, so that means you you know you had no problem with what was going on. No, it's just a traumatic response. It's a traumatic response that victims, you know, default to for self-preservation. No more, no less. And I wish that more people would get to understand this. So you see, you know, people in abusive relationships, um, you know, falling all over their partners, you know, or just appear as if they don't mind what's being done to them. For many of those people, they're basically fighting for their survival. And in that moment, that's how they know how to save themselves and preserve themselves or preserve them, their lives as the case may be. Now, I'm going to go to um, another effect of narcissistic abuse, which is isolation. Now, isolation basically means that you begin to withdraw, you know, social withdrawal. You begin to withdraw from people. You begin to withdraw from your friends, from your family, from those who could easily see and realize that something is wrong. Because I tell you, it will begin to show. There is no how you'll be going through narcissistic abuse that it will not show. I remember one morning after a very, very terrible night, I was walking to class. I ran into one of my girlfriends. She just took one look at me. She was like, come for towards wrong. And that was the question that just basically broke the dam. I was so embarrassed that day. I broke down in the middle of, you know, our departments for everyone who cares to look to see. And I was just crying. She could see it on my face before I even started to cry. Just from what, taking one look at me that things were not okay. And this doesn't just happen with narcissistic abuse or emotional abuse. It happens with other forms of abuse as well. Physical abuse, psychological abuse. The toll it takes shows on your physique. It shows on your face. It's, it reflects in your appearance. People will notice it. So if you don't want people to notice it, you know, you begin to hide yourself, you begin to withdraw into your shell. But that that's even just the physical. Psychologically, it takes a toll. You find yourself, you know, you are demotivated, you can't even, you are too worried and too sick thinking about all the terrible things this person who's supposed to love you is doing to you. And then, you know, you find yourself just sleeping into depression, anxiety, you know, friends are having conversations, you can't even participate because your mind is not there, you know. The things that you are you usually be good at, you've, at, you've lost your self-confidence, your self-esteem, which is one of the effects of narcissistic abuse, by the way. You lose your self-confidence and your self-esteem. So you can't even, you know, dare to participate in these things again. You know, you, you, you feel less of yourself, basically. And then you, you just say, there's no need, there's no point. Better to be by myself because the more time I keep spending with these people, the less of myself I continue to feel. Now, I want to say that a narcissist can do the job of isolating you. It's one of their modes of operation. But even if the narcissist does not succeed, as an effect of abuse, you might be tempted to isolate yourself. Now, this doesn't happen with everyone, but I would like to point that it happens with many people. Now, like I said before, another effect of narcissistic abuse is, you know, loss of self-worth and sense of self, which basically means like 
you lose your self-esteem you lose your confidence you know it's not just that they keep these narcissists keep reiterating to you over and over again that you are good for nothing you are worthless you should be grateful to are with you you are not as good as you are not as you know amazing as you thought you were before meeting them and all of these things you know they keep saying these words and doing these things to break you down so on our parts they already bring a good number on you but again when you now begin to realize you know the full gravity of the present situation you are in you begin to have some sort of self-loathness i don't know if that word is correct i hope it is but you begin to hate yourself you begin to blame yourself you begin to shame yourself you begin to think that how could i have been so blind and so stupid that i let things get this worse ah i guess what you were saying was right after all i'm really not smart because if I if I were as smart as I thought I was, or if I was as smart as I thought I was, I would have been able to see the science early enough. I would have been able to walk away before it became too late. I would have been able to protect myself from this person. But I didn't. I couldn't. And now I am, I am where I am. So what was the point? So even you yourself, you start to look down on yourself. You lose your, your, your worth. You lose your esteem. You lose your self-confidence. You just think... You know, I was speaking with um, one of my clients in counseling and then she told me that one of the things she stopped doing when she was with an assistant partner was that she stopped grooming herself. She used to be someone who loved, you know, this fancy air, manicure, pedicure, but she stopped doing that. And, you know, during the course of our session, one of the things I told her was that I want you to go out and I want you to have a manicure and pedicure day. And the last time we spoke, she said... She actually did it and she was so happy that she feels like she's recovering and regaining parts of herself again. That, you know, it's not as if it's been easy because eating is never easy. It's an arduous journey. But every time she feels like she's having a relapse, she just looks looks at her nails and she reminds of her and she reminds herself of how far she's she's come and then she feels happy and hopeful again. You see, these are the things that abuse takes from you. It makes you lose your sense of self. I was going through pictures yesterday. I do that a lot because for me, pictures are a great way to relieve memories. I started, you know, from when I was on a level, two level, three level, four level, and I was just seeing the changes in myself, my style. I was like, ah ah. On moments if I don't try for this type of, I don't, I don't slay. Ah ah. And then I got to my foreign level, which was supposed to be like the peak of. You know, my campus life, I had a very, very comfortable job that was paying well. My classes were comfortable. My lecturers were beautiful. My grades were popping. But I noticed that in my looks, in my pictures, the change was obvious. From when I started to go through that abuse, I stopped caring about, you know, dressing up, looking pretty. I was just so exhausted all the time, you know, between working and school and, you know, being and dealing with an abusive relationship i just i could see that it was as if i lost my lights in some way i don't really know how to explain it but that's you know vibrancy that used to be in my eyes in in my body language it was just gone i was just reading exhaustion all over those pictures and i was like how come i didn't see it until now this is what abuse does to you. It makes you a shadow of yourself. It makes you 
if you are still able to you know function at a level where you can still hold on to the things that matter to you such as your career or your academics good for you but there are some people who even lose all of those things because that is how bad they get, they become affected by abuse and i don't know if this is you but if it's you i am begging you please i don't know what consequences your abuser is threatening that you have to suffer it's going to be for a short term i assure you compared to the long-term misery that you'll be subjecting yourself to if you remain in that relationship now another thing that abuse does to you is that you start feeling like you are always wrong self-doubt you're no longer able to trust yourself you're no longer able to trust your own instincts and trust your own decisions you find yourself always deferring to people's opinion a little wonder why You've been dating someone, you've been committed to someone who tells you at every point in time that nothing you do is ever good enough. So is it any surprise that you begin to doubt yourself? Absolutely not. You don't even trust yourself any longer. You don't trust your decisions. You don't trust anything. It's not as if you can't decide anything for you. Before you make any choice, you have to, you know, put it through people. Just to now be sure that, okay, yes, so what I came up with was actually a good idea. It makes you feel like you are always wrong. You know, I said that narcissists never take, hardly ever take, in fact, they never take responsibility. They always blame shifts. So, imagine dealing with someone like that for such a long period of time. Everything you do becomes your fault. Before they even, before they even open their mouth to blame you, you are already blaming yourself. Have you not noticed that you do it a lot? Watch how often you say sorry. Um, I was speaking with one of the clients I had last year, you know, my first conversation with her, I could not count the number of times this girl apologized to me. And I was like, you need to stop doing that. Like, she hadn't, we hadn't even gotten to the point of her, you know, being the victim of narcissistic abuse and everything. I just said that, do you realize that you say you apologize a lot, even for things that you don't have to apologize for? And then she was like, oh, really? That, that it's just a concept that I don't think you've always been this way. Do you think you've always been this way? She said, ah, that she doesn't think so. I said, it comes from, you know, this incessant need or this, you know, need to keep saying sorry that you can't help comes from a place where you've been told that you were wrong too many times and you had to apologize for being wrong so many times that even now when you do nothing wrong, it's second nature to just apologize you find yourself slipping back into those habits you can't help it unless you consciously begin to work on it and i'm happy to tell you that these days i have you know full-blown conversations with this lady and she only ever apologizes if there's actually something to apologize for she probably doesn't realize it but she has come a long way and this is another thing that narcissistic abuse does to you making you feel like you are always at fault for things that you know you could not no, you had no control over things that were in no way you're doing. Now, another thing that narcissistic abuse does to you is people pleasing. People pleasing. Because a narcissist is always so difficult to please. They pick issues wherever you do. They gaslight you. They manipulate you. It conditions you in such a way that you begin to believe that 
you know everyone else you know you know like you are always making attempts to okay if this is just does that let's just make peace reign if this is what you want i'll do it the way you want i'll do things the way you want just for peace to reign, just for peace to reign and you find that that begins to slip into your um your relationship with other people as well you find yourself deferring to what they want going for what they want like even if it's completely different from what you want but just because you want peace to reign because you've been conditioned to believe that if you don't do what you what they want you are going to suffer consequences so you rather do what they want for peace to reign and suffer no consequences or you know so you won't lose their friendship because you used to be with someone who used to tell you or you're still with someone who tells you that if you don't do this my way i'm going to punish you with silent treatment i'm going to punish you by making you think that i'm walking away from this relationship i'm going to punish you by reminding you that you are good for nothing and you're lucky that i'm actually with you because no one else would want to be with you so it, it just it goes far beyond what these people do to you, you know, on the surface. It's about the effects that this harmful abuse has on your mind, your psyche. And it begins to affect your actions, your behavior, everything you do, your life, basically. Now, those are just basically, um, you know, psychological symptoms that accompany narcissistic abuse but these effects can manifest in physical ways you know you can have appetite change you find yourself growing nauseous having stomach upset you might have you know git distress which is basically your gastrointestinal um distress um where you know you start to have digestive problems you can be having muscle pains insomnia fatigue restlessness headaches you know migraine i think i mentioned okay i didn't mention migraine these are you know physical symptoms that you can experience when you are a victim of narcissistic abuse or emotional abuse in any case now i want to say this depression anxiety i've been mentioning them depression anxiety which would eventually lead to suicidal thoughts these are also three biggest effects as far as i'm concerned of narcissistic abuse i mean it's 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 understandable right it's quite understandable when you are with someone who only makes you feel less of yourself who who puts you in misery it's 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 only understandable for you to slip into depression and then when you are with someone who makes you work on eggshells who you never know how do we react to you know this or that they are unpredictable it's only normal for you to start to suffer from anxiety and you know anxiety has different forms social anxiety obsessive compulsion disorder which we know as the ocd obsessive compulsion disorder which we know as the ocd you know we have panic attacks different forms of anxiety can begin to manifest and then when you find out that almost this life isn't even worth living anymore, like in a life I did live, so I can't do this anymore. Societal thoughts begin to creep in, and God forbid you actually attempt. Please, you don't have to wait until it gets that bad. And if it's already that bad, you don't have to remain in that situation. You can leave, and you should leave. 
I know I've established that it is not easy to leave, but you can and you should. Now, let me say something that narcissistic abuse or emotional abuse, in fact, any kind of abusive relationship, there's one thing that we need to note about it. It's not always all bad. There are moments, there are times when things will be so sweet, when these persons that are monsters will suddenly transform into the angels that you fell in love with. And things will go smoothly for, you know, a, a week or two, sometimes even months. And then you, you start to relax, start to feel like you are safe again. And it was just a fluke or God has taken control or, you know, by stroke of luck, something just went right. And then before you know it, the misery returns. So what I found for most people is that they hold on for these good times. These good times give them hope. It gives them this sense of there's something worth fighting for. But there's nothing worth fighting for. I'm telling you. It's not just enough to have, you know, some good times. The good times have to outweigh the bad times. And we're talking about bad times. I'm not talking about abuse. When I say bad times, I mean, you know, maybe you guys just have had a misunderstanding which you saw through, you know, amicably and maturely. That, that is bad time, oh. Or, you know, things are rough at work, you know, they've gotten really busy or you've gotten really busy. It's as if you don't have time to spend with each other again, you're drifting apart. That is bad time. Bad time is not, you're stupid, you're a fool. I hate you. You are lucky I married you. Bad time is not demeaning words and manipulation and gaslighting and guilt tripping. Those are not bad times. That is plain abuse. And you shouldn't stand for it. Don't be deceived by the times when they will suddenly become so sweet, buying you flowers, you know, taking you out, getting you your favorite things, being identity, being affectionate. Please don't be deceived. That's just a mask that they are putting on, a facade that they are using to lure you deeper into their trap. Don't fall for it. I beg you, please. Now, I want us to discuss. Yeah, sorry, you. I still have some things here about the effects of narcissism. Yes, we have, you know, inability to set boundaries. Yes, if you are a victim of narcissistic abuse, even after leaving. You will find it that for the first, unless you really, you know, do the work to heal, you seek professional help, you will find that you will find it difficult to set boundaries because that's what the narcissist does. They come into your life and they take control of everything. No boundaries. They knock down walls and just establish themselves and take control. When you find yourself in a relationship that, you know, has narcissistic abuse, you realize that whilst in the relationship and even after you leave you can't seem to set boundaries with people it also comes from you know people pleasing you are afraid that if you begin to respect your own needs and wishes people will be offended and then that that's basically what boundaries are needs that's the simple way simplest way to define boundaries your needs now imagine being with someone who has condition you to believe in that what you want and what is important for you and what is good for you or right for you doesn't matter all that matters is what i want what i say is good for you what i say is right for you so how do you now get to the point where you now begin to you know become 
assertive over your own needs. When, when, when you start to tell people that I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't like that, I don't like this. So, be not being able to set boundaries is also an effect of narcissistic abuse. Now, I discuss self-blame and self-loathe. You know, when you begin to say, ah, I should have seen the signs. I can't believe I get it. Um, I like to get this bad. But I want to tell you now, if you've ever blamed yourself for being a victim of abuse, any form of abuse, I want to say stop it. You are not to be blamed. Yes, it is painful when you realize that you're actually being abused. But you continue to live in denial and make excuses for them. It is painful to eventually get enough clarity where you are in a, in, in a place or in a state of mind where you can actually admit it that, ah, I saw the signs, the flags were crimson, but I still chose to stay. But even upon that, as much as you can acknowledge that and admit that, you should not blame yourself because what you're just doing is plunging yourself into a rabbit hole filled with more sorrows and miseries. You've been punished enough. Please do not further punish yourself. And you also know that really it's not fully your fault. As much as you might think that you were in control of all your decisions, you were also under heavy manipulation, gaslighting, guilt tripping, and these things they do more harm than we know. They control you on a deeper level that people cannot really see. That even you yourself might not be aware of. Please don't blame yourself. Mood swings and irritability. Yeah, that's another effect of being uh, a victim of narcissistic abuse. You realize that you are having, you know, crazy mood swings and you find yourself irritable from time to time. You know, things just upset you anyhow. One moment you feel like you are okay, the next moment you are feeling like, ah, oh God, my life is terrible, nothing is going right. Uh, even after leaving that abusive relationship, you can experience this. You know, you begin to have trust issues because of how it started with that your abuser, how they were so sweet and nice at first, and then they just turned around and became your worst nightmare. It might be difficult for you to begin to trust people again. That's just another effect. You know, you, you see everyone as a potential abuser. Someone who might hurt you. It might be so difficult for you to decide to let down your guard and, and, you know, and decide to give your heart to another person. Because no matter how sweet and amazing this person is, what you just keep telling, remembering is the fact that that one was also an angel. Before he took off his white garments and I realized that his wings are actually black. It's a demon. And yes, self-destruction. Self-destruction basically means when you begin to, you know, engage in terrible coping mechanisms. Um, you know, starts you know abusing substances, drugs, um, alcohol, smoking. You know, eating. You know, gluttony. You know, losing weight, um, gaining weight, becoming obese, ignoring your meds when you are sick, ignoring your health, cutting yourself, you know, self-harm, basically. When you begin to get involved in all of these, you know, activities that are only dangerous to your life, 
this is just another effect of abuse a lot of abuse victims have gone through this self-destruction phase in different forms or the other narcissistic abuse can also make you become aggressive yeah when you've been pushed to the wall a lot it gets to a point where you find yourself wanting to fight back you know you freeze you fawn but sometimes adrenaline takes over and then you you know you get to fight response you become aggressive you know you're trying to defend yourself it's just like a wounded cat it will claw and it will claw hard enough to scratch and then you just wake up one day and you're like this is not me just like what they say hurts people hurts people so aggression can also be something that you begin to experience you know when you when you are a victim of narcissistic abuse now how to deal with narcissists i'm just going to run through this because i see that our time is far spent number one you have to call them out on their bs not not immediately but like you need to be able to let the narcissist know that i know what you are doing and i'm no longer going to fall for it for it like i finally got to the point in time where i want more for myself i want better for myself and I'm not going to let you, you know, continue to manipulate me. A good example is when they're trying to gaslight you or manipulate you, or, you know, trying to twist the truth or get trip you. And you're telling them, you're standing around and saying that, no, I know what happened. I saw it with my eyes. You're not going to gaslight me into believing that what happened, you know, it's not what happened. It's something else that happened. And I'm not going to fulfill your manipulation anymore. I'm not, we're not going to turn tables. You were the one who hurt me. And we're going to address you hurting me. We're not going to turn tables. Eh? And now make me look like the feeling here. When I have to be the one apologizing. And suddenly we're forgetting everything that you did to hurt me. That won't be happening. So that's that's one way that you can deal with narcissists. It, it shocks them. But then if you're not careful. It also tells them that you're starting to slip through their fingers. And they need to, you know, heighten or increase the concentration of your wickedness when you now decide to leave a narcissist you need to make sure that you are giving them a clean break see there's no see all this talk about there's no reason why you cannot be friends with your exes it's not with the narcissist though <laughs> please don't be doing friendship with narcissists you will only get burnt because i have stressed it over and over a narcissist it's letting go of their victims because what they are thinking about is the work that they will need to do to get someone into the same situation they got you into you know the whole pretense but they cannot start revealing their true colors and working their wicked dance on the person and damaging the person and breaking that person down to the point where they cannot take control they don't want to let you go you are <laughs> A product of their hard work i'm sorry to put it that way but that's just how they see it so if you continue to allow room for communication with them they will not start using different tactics to try to get back into your life that's what we call overing overing is when they don't they don't move on you see them establishing frequent contacts you know declaring undying love promising reporter a repentance they might even start to sell send send you gifts they might start to use you know orders to get to you like maybe calling your family members or their family members to speak to you people that they know that you to be difficult for you to say no to or turn down just crazy tricks like that 
they might even say that they need help you know they might start needing help all the time uh i'm not feeling too good things have been so bad can you help me with this it's all it's just all you know a big and elaborate rules to to find more ways to you know drag you back into where you just left so if you are living a narcissist please cut off every form of communication i know you might think it's not extreme block them block them everywhere i absolutely recommend there is no reason why you should continue to give a narcissist any access to you they might even go on smear campaign and discuss smear campaign you know drunk going about telling lies about you to damage your reputation so that you get angry and you'll be forced to reach out to them Oh my god please don't ever make that mistake i made that mistake and as much as i don't really regret walking away i regret you know acting on my emotions in such a brash manner don't fall for it please don't fall for it they can also send you vicious harmful text messages again just to get you to react and then they can come into your life acting like not, nothing happened like they might want to move on as if the breakup did not happen. Still using pet names, calling you babe, why am I going to see you? Okay, we should go out. Guys, don't fall for it. So please cut off all communication. Don't let them over over you. Don't don't give them the opportunity. Another thing you should do is should set and reinforce boundaries. Yes, this one will be so difficult for you to do because like I said being unable to set boundaries is just one of the effects of narcissism so when you are just out of it and you're trying to heal it may be so difficult for you to set and reinforce band but you have to and it sounds like please don't contact me on this number anymore please don't contact any of my family members or my friends i want nothing to do with you whatever you have to say about me i don't want to hear it whatever you want to claim people are saying about me i don't want to hear it you know all of these boundaries you can just create and reinforce them denying access as i said if you block them and you people are living in the same state or you know in the same geographical location they might want to drop in by your office by your house don't let them inside if they come to your office turn them back at the door like let them know that these behaviors are not acceptable they are not you, you can't condone it deny them access to you and you have those friends that that might want to be playing devil's advocates the ones that we don't understand friends in quotation mark that want to be saying ah it can't be that bad you remember i, I said narcissists have a way of painting themselves as angels to the rest of the world and making it seem like you are the problem so there are people in your life who will, who will not simply not be able to believe that this person is capable of some such things there are people in your life that you won't even care to explain to them that this is actually what happened and why i had to walk away so these people might want to you know play devil's advocates and try to intervene for them intercede for them make it clear to these people that i don't i don't want to hear anything that has to do with this person i am not interested and again i know this must this this will this can be difficult to do but it must be done it must be done now um stand up to them yes you need to stand up to your narcissistic abuser especially when you're about when you know that everything is set and you're ready to walk away you need to for once hold your ground they need to stop seeing you as an easy prey as a weakling they need to realize that you are regaining your power stand up to them don't play dirty 
don't get involved in their games because you know if you run in the mall with a pig you all know how that goes but stand up to them let them know learn how to say no use it more often oh i'm just thinking you you just give me some time i, I promise you i won't take no i just call to check up on you no don't come to check up on you learn how to say no to whatever request may come from them say no like you are not interested there's no reason why should, this person has hurt you so much there's no reason why you should be interested in doing anything with them you know put you first please you need to put you first every time they will come with their ah i'm so sad now because that's an narcissist can make you they can make you feel responsible for them you tripping you i knew you never loved me uh so this is what we we're planning all along to walk away from me my whole life is a mess i'm, I'm hurting so badly I'll, it's not your responsibility i'm going to harm myself girl boy it's not your responsibility whenever they sell those things and you are tempted to start feeling you know soft-hearted towards them tempted to forgive them do you know what you should do remember all the horrible things they put you through and tell yourself that this is time for me to put myself first that was something i had to do and i remember when somebody was asking me to do something on behalf of my abuser just to paint him in a good light and i told them that no i have you know covered up enough for this person i am not going to do it again besides me trying to cover up for this person and that everything has blown up means i'm also putting my reputation at stake i will not take my word back because my word was the truth this time around i'm choosing me and putting me first and that is something that you should also be able to do it is necessary you are most important you matter you are worthy put you first don't get drawn in Mm-mm-mm-mm. they will try different things as i've said before don't let them pull you in don't get drawn in don't get drawn in be unavailable be inaccessible be unavailable don't don't have time for them at all at all just don't be available basically be unavailable you know mind how they make you feel basically keep reminding reminding yourself that this person made me feel terrible this person made me feel like i was you know trash basically this person made me feel horrible and i must never lose sight of that i must never forget that also know that you are not at fault i've said it before please you are not at fault now if you now decide that you want to leave like you want to be a good person you want to help them maybe if they are really being genuine and they want to seek help fine offer compassion and you know if in fact you can only take it a step further and say ah i recommend you to this therapist too but that is as far as you should go once you offer them the options of getting help wash your hands off completely completely now this is so difficult to do because most people who are susceptible to narcissistic abuse are empaths you know it's kind of like opposites attracts i mentioned how narcissists are incapable of feeling empathy and empaths only know how to feel empathy so 
Empaths are very, very susceptible to narcissistic abuse. So it may not be difficult for you to sh- completely shun them. But at this point, you have to strong your heart, add in your heart. If it's to pray, pray for God to add in your heart. You need to add in it and strong it very well. So that you can maintain this stance. Wash your hands off completely. You are not... Repeat this with me. I am not responsible for my narcissistic abuser. You are not responsible. Please let them go. This one says, you know, have an exit strategy. Now, a good way to have an exit strategy is to, you know, like I said, stand up for yourself. Be limiting your time together. Between the way you respond to them. If it's possible, leave their immediate vicinity. You cannot be living in the house with a narcissistic abuser and say you want to break up. For why? Leave first, then break up. That is a good exit strategy. Because as long as they still have access to you, they can easily pull you back into that toxic situation. Leave your house. Leave. Then break up. Um. Yes, you know. Now, change your routine. After the breakup, if you are someone that goes for morning runs, don't take the same route. Eh? As much as you can. The places that they know that you know and they will easily catch you or get you or have access to you, please change those routines. Become unpredictable so they won't be able to get you because one thing you can trust a narcissist to do is to stalk you. Finally, see a professional. Just as how I had to speak with somebody, you know, to finally help me garner the courage to take that boot step to walk away. Sometimes what you need to do is to speak with someone as well, most preferably a professional. Someone will help you realize the need for you to walk away, the need for you to choose yourself, and the need for you to stay away from a narcissistic abuser. Guys, we've said a lot, you know, about narcissistic abuse. And I want to tell you, I want to also establish that narcissistic abuse does not only happen in romantic relationship. Your parents can be the narcissist in your life that is, you know, abusing you. Your siblings can be the narcissist in your life that is abusing you. Your boss at work can be the narcissist in your life that is abusing you. And these last two episodes have been focused on romantic relationship. But when you are dealing with narcissists who are, who you share other kind of relationship kinds of relationship dynamics with the approach you know is slightly different because you know your parents now should you get you may think can i tell that they cut them off or your siblings their family so maybe as time goes on in the episodes or in the podcast we'll discuss these other dynamics and how to actually deal with them guys our time is fast spent and i would like to you know bring this episode to an end here we have said a lot i hope i didn't bore you and i hope you also learned a lot um narcissistic abuse is a terrible terrible thing um and i believe that more and more awareness should be created so if you listen to this episode please don't just listen to it alone send to your friends repost on your whatsapp status your insta stories you know spread the word let people get to listen to this episode as well and know what narcissistic abuse is and how to tackle it now i want to tell you something that you can actually walk away from narcissistic abuser 
I will not deceive you by pretending or saying that it will, it, it will be easy. Sometimes it might even take, you know, four, five, six trials. But you can walk away if you want it badly enough and you should. Because <clears throat> if you continue to expose a sore to what causes the wound, it will never heal. But once you break off that contacts, you can now begin to work on recovering. And that's when you can now begin to enjoy, you know, a better life, better quality of living, you know, better mental health status, emotional wellness, you know, basically overall positive well-being. If there's a knife stuck inside of you, no doctor is going to stitch around that knife. They have to first remove the knife before they will not stitch you up. For you now heal to the point where you don't even feel the pain anymore. It's just the scar you see. And you go about your day as usually as before. And that is the state of healing that you should aim for. But you can only attain that state of healing, that state of happiness if you walk away. And I'm encouraging you today that if you are a victim of narcissistic abuse, I want you to take that step towards becoming a survivor. Speak to someone. Reach out to me. Let's talk things through. Guys, I'm wishing you the very best. Alright, um, I think I'm going to um, bring it to an end there. You can always um, catch me on at Phoenix Black on IG, which is phoenix.blvck. And you can always send a mail to me via the living and healing um, at gmail.com. Guys, the living and healing podcast at gmail.com. In our next episode, we'll be talking about mind games, uh, where we'll be covering manipulation, gaslighting, um, as well as kill tripping and some other games of the mind that emotional abusers play. I intend for us to have a guest on that episode, but let's see how things go. Basically, I hope this podcast has been as wonderful for you as it has been for me. And I'm sending love to everybody out there who is struggling with one thing or the other. I am praying for you. My heart goes out to you. And I hope that very, very soon you have songs of testimonies to sing. Guys, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, basically I'm saying bye-bye. See you next time. It's been the Living and Healing Podcast. And I'll catch you on the flip side.